Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast by Ugly Ventures. I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, and the co-founder at Ugly Ventures, a place where entrepreneurs like you can find the tools and capital to grow your business. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing for Startups podcast. Thank you for joining me. Today we're going to be talking about how to master the basics in running your marketing department. And this really applies to business on a whole. As I'm in business longer and longer, it just becomes clear to me that mastering the basics of business is such an important skill to learn in having more peace and flow in your workday and really getting to see results. I think in the sales and marketing departments in our business, we tend to have this anxiety feeling that if we just employed one specific tactic or trick that we'd be able to see incredible results. But the reality of the situation is that it takes well thought out, strong strategy and consistent action that's really going to be the thing that moves the dial forward. So today we're going to be talking about the four basic principles of how to organize your marketing department in order to see real traction in your business. So I hope this is something that you're interested in. I know that sometimes talking about these basic things can feel boring, but even if it's information that you know and that you employ all of these tactics in inside your business, I hope that maybe I spark something new um, because I think there's always a lot of value in returning to the basics, right? And remembering them because even the simplest things sometimes we forget as we're going through our day. So let's talk about the basics. So in Crafting a really successful marketing program, the first thing you need to do is start with a solid strategy. So if you go to my website, uglyventures.com, I have a go-to-market strategy template, which is a really great place to start. Even if you've been in business for many, many years, I suggest revisiting uh, or visiting for the first time uh, a go-to-market strategy or your existing go-to-market, uh, a template or your existing go-to-market strategy because there's always room for improvement, right? But we want to make sure the basics are down solid, that we really understand our unique selling points. We really understand our target client. We really understand uh, the competitive landscape right? Uh, That we have a strong foundation to our mission and our brand values. Laying this foundation strongly is going to help you in executing all the fun and creative tactics that you do in marketing and even sales. But without this foundation, you're really going to have a hard time gaining the results that you would like because it's going to be confusing to people right? In business, and especially with branding and marketing, we just cannot be everything to everyone. So the more specific and focused and intentional we are in the business that we're building, in the value that we're adding to people's lives, the easier sales is going to be. It just is the way it is. So you're going to want to really decide on what that go-to-market strategy is, and then be singularly focused on improving and iterating all of the creative ideas and 
the, uh, the campaigns that you're executing inside that strategy. And so when, even if you're not going to look at the full go-to-market strategy, I really want you to be thinking about your client value journey. So inside the template that I, that's available to you on uglyventures.com, there's a great slide on the client value journey. I also have a couple episodes about the client value journey. This is the six step process that clients, potential clients go through um, when they first know about your brand, all the way into making that purchase and advocating for you. It's a six step process. But this is a very, very basic uh, tool that you can use in your business that really is the backbone of your whole marketing strategy. When you have this six step process down, what the work of the marketing department becomes is really tracking the success of the conversion rate at each pass of this client value journey. So the six steps of the client value journey are attract, engage, nurture, invite, delight, and advocate. And these are such tangible steps that once you have a specific strategy or tactic in place for each one of the steps, and you look at the data, you're going to be able to see, you know, what's working and what's not working. And I hate to tell you, but that's really what sales and marketing is all about. It's just testing, throwing things out there and seeing where it lands. Now, there's a lot of great research, white papers and case studies that we can go off of. But in order to see really what's going to work for your business and your and, and what's going to really resonate with your client, there's always going to be a degree of testing. So strategy. Strategy is really, really important. Once you have your strategy in place, you're going to want to focus on creating your systems, right? And even if you are super early stage and you have little to no resources, I would uh, encourage you to start really systemizing as many processes as you can and also creating an SOP for every single thing you do for marketing. And this is going to be so helpful because once you start to you know, get some room or get to a place where you can um, hire an assistant or if you're lucky enough to start expanding your team, having these SOPs in place, so great. And an SOP is simply just short for standard operating procedure. So once you have your strategy laid out, I would suggest going through the different parts of that strategy and just creating a bullet pointed list of all of the execution pieces that are within that strategy. So for example, if in your client value journey, you decided that an email marketing strategy is one that you want to employ in your business, then your SOP would be, okay, how exactly do you uh, execute the email marketing uh, campaigns in your business? Do you send one a month? Do you send one a week? Um, which CRM do you use to execute them? What are the passwords for that? Um, is there a template that you use? Uh, what are the fonts? What are the colors? What are the, what are the visuals? creating like an instruction manual for doing that specific task. It may seem tedious, and I think a lot of us as founders feel like we just don't have any time to do it, but I tell you it is so worth it to take a day or a couple days to just knock it out. They're really quick to do once they get going, or it's something that would be incredibly valuable to just hire an intern or a virtual assistant to help you put together. 
It's a closed project that could be done. And once they're all done, you can always improve them and you should be improving them and changing them. One thing I could tell you about, you know, a marketing department is that your marketing department grows and changes a lot. There's a, there's CRMs that maybe you'll start using and as you grow, it's not going to serve you anymore. Um, there's a lot of other backend operational systems like your, um, you know, your payment systems, for example, or your accounting systems. All this is going to change and grow, but having these SOPs down solid is going to do wonders for supporting you as you grow. The next thing I would focus on is building a team. So even if you're a solopreneur right now, uh, that's really not the goal, right? The goal is to be able to build a business for yourself where you are the CEO, right? Not creating a crappier, more stressful job for yourself. That's not why you decided to be an entrepreneur. So getting to a place where you can start getting that support in your business is going to be really, really vital for you know how you can grow or if it makes sense for your business, scale your business. And so in mastering the basics, I would say to spend some time understanding how you onboard new team members. And when you're doing that onboarding process, those SOPs become really, really useful. Understanding a little bit about HR, understanding you know how you're going to find the right people that's going to fit into your culture, that's going to, to be excited about whatever your mission is as a business. And again, that goes back to the strategy. So having that go-to-market strategy laid out, you know, where your your mission and your values are all really clear, it's going to be a guiding light as you grow your business and grow your team um, for where your values are. It's going to help you get the right people on the bus, as Jim Collins says, one of my favorite business writers, um, the author of Good to Great, right? You want to get the right people on the bus because getting the wrong people on the bus it's, it's wastes a lot of time. And I can tell you from, from my experience, because I work in a lot of different businesses as a fractional chief marketing officer, I've gotten to see a lot of teams, different kinds of teams utilizing different kinds of, uh, you know, filling different positions. And it doesn't really matter whether it's an unpaid intern or, you know, a, you know, an experienced marketing manager making sure that you take the time to understand how to um, interview for, you know, the way that you're crafting your, um, your job descriptions, this stuff becomes really, really important. Because once you start getting those systems in place, that team there to support you, that's really where your wings are going to be able to be spread, right? And that gets us into the next step which is the planning. Okay, so we've gone through two steps already, which is laying the strategy, creating your systems. And once that is done, then you get to the fun part, which is the creative planning. And I could not stress stress enough the importance of yearly planning, quarterly planning, and monthly planning. I do this in my personal life, in my business, for all of my clients. You will not be able to get to a destination unless you define what that destination is and make an action plan to get there, period. But what's really fun about the planning stage is it's really where the fun begins because once you have the strategy and the systems in place, 
it really gives you a license to start that experimentation, to start that, um, to start, you know, exploring new types of campaigns or new kinds of partnerships, um, different, you know, advertising uh, avenues or events. Or t- the the possibilities are endless. But what I find often is that, you know, we get so caught up in the day to day, and we kind of are always scrambling around to, you know, execute on ideas and new ideas come in every day. But the way to really gain traction is to take two, three, four steps back, look at the bigger picture, set your yearly goals for the year. You know, you say in December of 2021, this is what I want to accomplish. This is not the sexy creative stuff. It gets more creative as you get more granular, right? So you've got your year goals, Then you're looking at your quarterly goals, right? What you want to accomplish in that quarter, where you want to be at the end of the quarter. And I think it's really that those monthly um, and quarterly planning, uh, planning sessions that can get really creative. So I like to function, um, I prefer to do quarterly campaigns. So kind of looking at Uh, campaigns for clients in a quarterly way where we can kind of blast something out over three months that's building on each other and the the content builds on itself and the excitement builds and we get partners in and maybe we have an event and each quarter every three months we're doing something really big like that Um, and that's where the the planning gets just so much fun or maybe you're working just on a month-to-month basis I know a lot of more tech focus like to focus on two-week sprints whatever it may be um You can't really get into that creative planning part unless you have a bigger intention set for your business. So the third basic that I want you to focus on is that creative planning after the systems and the strategy have been laid out. Then the last really important basic practice to implement in your business is a review, a post-mortem of all of the marketing sales activity that you've done for your business in that month or in that quarter. I find it is much more useful to look at data on a quarterly basis. Other people have different opinions on that, but I feel like, and it depends on your business, but for me personally, I feel like having a three-month amount of data is a way, it really tells a story, right? Having just like three or four weeks of data doesn't tell as complete of a story. Um, You can, I think, extract a lot more useful, like, you know, diagnostics from the data that you get on a longer and a little bit of a longer stretch. But again, it depends how you're working and and two week sprints and looking at data or a campaign within four weeks of, you know, doing a campaign a month, you know, looking at the, the data in a shorter period can also be useful. If you're not exactly sure how to implement implement a data review practice in your business, I have a whole other episode just on that topic. Um, but what I will say is if we're looking at metrics and KPIs you're setting for your business, I want you to start thinking about that during your planning process for the year. It's really, really easy to dream big and set some wild, you know, big, hairy, audacious goals for yourself to accomplish at the end of the year. But 
What you want to be doing is, of course, breaking those goals, whatever those numbers goals are, down into quarter, um, down into month. And the real magic happens in your business when you understand, like, where's the gap, right? Did you want to reach X amount of followers on Instagram uh, this month or this quarter and you're off by hundreds? You know, that's a hard reality to look at. And a lot of time as founders, you know, with limited resources, it's a hard number to look at because it's fun to kind of dream big and throw the number out there. And it's really sometimes pretty shitty to look at the numbers and realizing that you didn't get to where you need to be. But what I can tell you is that it's only through the practice of looking at the numbers and not being where you want to be and feeling disappointed that you're going to get the solutions, that you're going to figure out how to solve the problem. So even if it's painful in the beginning, I promise you it's absolutely worth it to be looking at that data, looking at it monthly, looking at it quarterly, and really understanding what those numbers are saying to you. And oftentimes those numbers are saying that there is a weak link in your client value journey. And if that's the case, it's an easy fix. It really, really is. It's just a matter of understanding at which stage is that uh, weak link, like which conversion rate is just not really getting the numbers that you want to. And then you get to go back to the planning creative, uh, the, the creative planning process and say, okay, let's see what ways we can test, um, you know, lowering that bounce rate on our website or how can, you know, how can we change the way that that pop-up looks? So we get more emails subscribed to our email list. Is it, you know, the copy? Is it the image? Is it where the pop-up is? And doing that testing, doing A-B testing, where you can kind of put two things out in the world at the same time and see which one performs better, is literally the only way to improve, right? You just got to face the reality, see where you got to grow, learn, improve, and then you become obsessed with improving that thing. And you'll get there. You absolutely will get there. So thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope this was... Um, this made sense to you, that it was helpful to you, and I would love to hear your ideas. You can always send me a message on LinkedIn or comments in the, uh, in the blog uh, show notes. Would love to hear your input. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to the Marketing for Startups podcast and for sticking around till the end. It would mean so much to me if you could like and subscribe to this podcast. It's a great way of telling the world that this podcast has content worth listening to. And remember, you could always reach me at LinkedIn at Victoria Hajar or at UglyVentures.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week.